Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition. We have a very special show for you today. Today's show is a case study coming to you live from the Secrets of Successful Syndication Conference in Dallas, Texas. On today's show, we're looking at a fictitious case study that's representative of many of the issues that syndicators are facing and the opportunities that will present themselves as a result over the next 6 to 18 months. Listen to this live talk from the Secrets of Successful Syndication. Well, thank you. So the slides that are in your binder, I will actually show you a way that you can get at that talk because I gave that exact same talk here in March. And what I thought would be more valuable is to actually talk about a fictitious case study. I want you to be able to see very vividly the situation that exists in the marketplace today so that when opportunities arise in the marketplace, you can have an insight that very few other investors will. I think this is gonna be one of the most valuable talks of the day. We've got like seven minutes left till the end of the day, so pick up in your seats, lean forward, get your pen ready, buckle up, because this is gonna be very valuable for you. Now, as it turns out, when I come on stage, I'm usually wearing a second microphone. It's a little lapel microphone right here, and I got a little handy digital recorder in my pocket. I did that in March, so you can actually get the March presentation and match it up with the slides. It's on the podcast and it is the March 13th episode, episode 1519. And if you send an email, write down this email address, send an email to slides at victorjm.com, I will send you these slides and the link to the March 13th podcast. So you'll get both the slides for today and the the, the audio to match the slides that are in your book. The fictitious case study is a 200-unit apartment complex. Now, you heard from Anton earlier today. He's in the lending world. The vast majority, I'm gonna say 80, where's Anton? I'm gonna say somewhere between 80 to 90% of the value-add apartment deals that were done over the last two years were financed with bridge debt. Bridge debt is not permanent financing. It's interest only, it's got a finite term, And at the end, once you're leased up and stabilized, you've completed your value add, you're gonna refinance into permanent financing. Now, so this is what we're gonna talk about. So a year ago, imagine you just bought this apartment complex, and let's say the project cost was 42.8 million, you got a bridge loan for 34.2 million, and you want to refinance out of it. Now you're adding some value, it's worth more, it's worth almost $50 million when you complete it, And you were hoping at the end of that process that you were gonna get a refinance of 39.9 million. You'll notice that that's more than your total investment. Just like the example I gave you earlier today, you wanna be able to refinance and get some money off the table. And that's what most most investors aim to do. You wanna get a reasonable debt coverage ratio. I'm making the assumption here that it's a HUD 223F loan with a debt coverage requirement of 1.18. So all the numbers seem to work and you're getting back 5.6 million. Doesn't matter what the cap rate is here. In this particular instance, the cap rate was 4.5%, which is kind of what the market was doing. Fast forward to today. What happens is we have rising interest rates. And when you have rising interest rates, what happens? Interest rates go up. You're not gonna meet your debt coverage anymore. So you're gonna become debt coverage limited. You've gotta have more net income than your debt service. Otherwise, you're upside down. You have negative cash flow. 
You can't have that. The lender will not allow that. So the only way that you can continue to meet your debt coverage is to reduce the loan amount. Remember, this is not your project. These are all those other syndicators out there that have been working in the field for the last several years. This is their world. This is their life. They have to get out of these bridge loans into permanent financing, but interest rates are way above what they projected them to be. So let's imagine that the interest rate jumps up to 6%. That's not a stretch. That happens to be where the rates are today, 5.75 to 6%. So now, your debt, if you want that same loan amount, 39.9 million, you would be at a debt coverage of 0.89. Negative cash flow. No lender on the planet will allow you to do that. This is what it means to be debt coverage limited. Notice I haven't changed the cap rate. The cap rate's irrelevant in this discussion. Completely irrelevant. It's all about cash flow and debt coverage. So, how much less would we need to borrow, that poor guy need to borrow, in order to meet the debt coverage requirement? They would need to go from 80% loan to value down to 56% loan to value in order to hit a debt coverage of 1.18 and a 6% interest rate. And notice, not only did he not get $5.5 million back, he's got to bring $6.3 million to the table just to refinance into permanent financing. He's upside down. So what do you do? If you're that poor slog who's now got to bring $6 million to the table, you've got to go back to your equity partners and do a capital call. The original equity was about $8 million. Now you've got to bring an additional $6.3 to the table. All those equity partners need to bring additional capital. Or you go to the market and try and raise the capital, but against what? You're gonna sell more shares? It's not a very compelling story because you're upside down. It's not very attractive to investors. This is the reality for those folks who bought in the last two years value-add projects and they need to refinance before their end of their bridge. They are upside down. I promise you, they are upside down. Now, they will not appear on the market right away because the first thing they're going to do is they're going to say, oh, shoot, I'm in trouble. Well, at least I can get another six-month or 12-month extension of the bridge loan. I'm going to extend and hope for better days, hope that interest rates drop. So that's the first thing they will do. But at a certain point, the bridge lender will say, enough's enough, pay up. So what would be the tolerable interest rate? Turns out in order to meet the debt coverage of 1.18 and not have to bring cash to the table, you'd need to be about 4.3, 4.35% interest. Significantly below where we are today. That's that break-even interest rate where you're not gonna have to come out of pocket. It's good to know this information and go through the underwriting so that when you search a property, you go, you search title and you say, oh, this lender is a bridge lender. Oh, they took the loan out two years ago. Oh, that's their interest rate. Now you're negotiating with them from a position of strength because you know their reality. They can tell you whatever they want. You know the reality. They have no path to refinance. So the problem is they're too highly leveraged. They can't repay the bridge loan. They don't have enough covering equity. They have no viable path to sell additional investment units or they're gonna have to do a massive capital call. That is the reality for those poor folks that are upside down with bridge debt because they were too aggressive a year ago and two years ago. So, what is the opportunity? You will see distressed yields coming on the market. Not right away, over the next six to 18 months. Don't be an anxious buyer, to quote Mr. George Ross. Don't be anxious because these deals will appear 
And I'm not talking 10% off. These will be distressed sales. So the question is, who's gonna be left holding the bag? Who's gonna get the haircut? Sadly, it's gonna be the original equity investors, but there'll be an opportunity for you to come in and get projects that are upside down and get them at a good price. Now, this is where cap rate does matter. Don't pay too much. Inflation that we're experiencing right now is not transitory. It is gonna be persistent and stubborn and that's a much longer conversation than we have time for right now. I believe interest rates are gonna stay elevated for quite some time. So you are gonna require a discount to buy those properties. I want you to borrow conservatively, 65, 70% loan to value, and you wanna negotiate really good terms with the new lender to come into permanent financing. So hopefully this is helpful for you. It's gonna give you much greater negotiating leverage. Again, come get the slides at slides at victorjam.com and we'll also send you the link to the show that's in the notes. Have a great evening. All right. Thanks for that, Victor.